we bless the name of the Lord. We give him all the glory. We give him all the adoration and we give him all the praise. Beloved of God, you are welcome to another special episode of my Services 5 Devotional Challenge. It's another beautiful weekend episode. But before we delve in, let's give God thanks. Father Lord, we bless your holy name. It's so attractive to know that we are out there doing things to bring your glory down to earth. And it has nothing to do with our power. It has nothing to do with our might. But by your spirit, the Lord says, I really want to appreciate you for making us a light. And we are shining through. I really want to appreciate you for the purpose of salt. Yes, we are testful to the world. We are preserving this earth. And we are bringing succor to those people that are going through difficult times. Thank you so much for such a wonderful day like today. We invite you into our midst now, Father. Come and take control and take preeminence. And in whatever we are going to do today, may your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Beloved of God, we are moving back in. You know, yesterday we took a little bit of a break. And then uh, we had to look at um, what God did in the life of Rabbi Yitzhak Kaduri. But today we are moving right back into the apostles. I love it. I love talking about these apostles. I love talking about these Jew boys. I love talking about the price that they paid, you know, to make sure that the gospel is where it is today. And I want to assure them, saints of old, that we are not going to drop the baton. The race that they ran, we are going to complete it. And we are just going to, you know, I won't say we, we send both it. We're just going to zoom through it like Philip. We're going to Philip it because I remember that Philip was the guy. Or we are going to Elijah it because Elijah ran past a chariot. And Philip ran to, ran to catch up with a chariot. So we are going to, we, we just, they should just be there for us because we are not ready to let this button down. And we're going to win this race. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now let's talk about, speaking of Philip, let's talk about Philip. How did Philip die? So there are many, many different images here to depict how Philip possibly died. But let's move into it. Very, very early on, very early on, Christians confused Philip the Apostle with Philip the Evangelist from the Book of Arts. So we can't say for sure which accounts are referring to which Philip. To make matters worse, they are conflicting stories. Basically, we don't know how Philip died, but there are plenty of possibilities. One record says he had he died of natural causes. Another says he was beheaded or stoned to death or crucified upside down. What we do know is that he died sometime in the first century, possibly around 80 AD. Most of the earliest traditions seem to point to him being martyred in the ancient Greek city of Hierapolis. Polycrates of Ephesus wrote in a letter to Pope Victor, I speak of Philip, one of the twelve apostles, who is led to rest at, at Hierapolis. The Hierapolis is um, in Greece. A bit, yeah, it's, in, it's a city in Greece, or was a city in Greece. Maybe probably renamed, I don't know. Caius, the presbyter, a Christian writer in the third century, wrote, and after this there were four prophetesses, daughters of Philip, at Hierapolis in Asia, their tomb is there, and that too of their father. 
but this appears to be talking about Philip the Evangelist, who had four unmarried daughters who prophesied, Acts 21, 8-9. It's unlikely that both Philips had four prophesying daughters. The Acts of Philip provides the earliest, most detailed account of his martyrdom, but again, it's hard to say how much we can trust it. Perhaps supposedly converted a proconsul's wife. Philip supposedly convert, converted a proconsul's wife, which angered the proconsul enough to have him and Bartholomew crucified upside down. While hanging there, Philip preached and the crowd was moved to release them. He told them to free Bartholomew, but not to take him down. Oh my God. What an account. Somebody that saw an angel carrying crown, dangling, 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 dangling. I mean, he no go one die, yo. But his work was done. And it's always good for us to know our purpose in life so that when our work is done, we can know when to let it all go and slip into glory. Remember what Apostle Paul said, to, to, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Any of them, just give me me, I'll take it. The glamour, the beauty, the cuteness of this world is not, it won't suffice what I'm going to have and what I'm going to experience in heaven. And I'm not saying this with boastfulness or with pride. I'm saying it with every iota of humbleness and humility in me. And I'm still pleading with God to help me that I shouldn't miss this heaven. No matter what, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs> okay, let's look at Bartholomew again. How did Bartholomew die? Wow, different accounts. Okay, but Lomi was probably martyred, but like many of the apostles, there are several ways it may have happened. The most popular and prolific tradition is that he was flayed and then beheaded, which is why most art portraying him either shows him holding or wearing his skin, oh my God, holding or wearing his skin, or associates him with flaying knives. Okay, man, pretty gross, right? But there are other records of his death too. Fox's book of matters claims that in India he was at length cruelly beaten and then crucified by the impatient idolaters. The Golden Legend notes several accounts. There be divers, there be divers opinion, there be divers opinion of the manner of his passion. For the blessed Dorotheus said that he was crucified and said also Bartholomew preached to men of India and delivered to them the gospel after Matthew in their proper tongue. He died in Alban, a city of great Armenia, crucified the head downward. St. Theodorus said that he was flayed and it is read in many books that he was beheaded only. And this contrity may be assailed or maybe assoiled in this manner, that some say that he was crucified and was taken down ere he died, and for, and for to have greater torment, he was flayed and at the last beheaded. Oh my God. Crucified, taken down before he was dead, he was flayed and then beheaded. And he kept the faith. These are men that saw Jesus. Ah, we should be praying for encounters. So. I mean, I used to pray, say, Father Lord, give me an encounter of you that no matter what they put in front of me or they toss at me, I will still remember that encounter and stand strong and stand worthy. We should pray that God should give us an ex a, super a supernatural encounter with him. 
there are some people that have had these encounters and I'm also praying that God should give me one of these encounters, you know. So look at look at look 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 at the possibility of what he went through. Hung upside down on the cross and before he died he was taken down. He was now flayed and beheaded. Wow. That's a man, Bartholomew. That's a man right there. Another tradition claims he was beaten unconscious and drowned in the ocean. However, Bartholomew died. It was probably pretty gruesome. But while they may not agree on the manner of his death, all the traditions connect Bartholomew's death to his ministry. Now, if only they could all agree on where that was. Wow. I don't know. I would have loved us to look at Thomas. Okay, let's just look at Thomas before we wrap it up, before we go for today. How did Thomas die? The Apostle Thomas, also known as the infamous Doubting Thomas, has a fairly straightforward tradition surrounding his death. The Acts of Thomas says he was martyred in Mylapore, India, where he was stabbed with spears. Syrian Christian tradition specifies Thomas was martyred in Mylapore on July 3rd, 72 AD, noting that he was killed with a spear. An early ecclesiastical, an early ecclesiastical calendar history, history uh, entry reads: Third July, Saint Thomas, who was pierced with a lance in India. No other tradition exists regarding his death. Now that's a man of God. When my time comes, how do I go? <laughs> I don't know, but I believe in God that He will give me the grace. That no matter what they throw at me, even if I die in my sleep, or even if I go in the bathroom, no matter where I go, any hour, anywhere, you can take me. And if I have these guys coming out to jungle justice me for the sake of the gospel, oh my God, am I ready? I'm so, so willing and ready to take that matter's crown. I don't know about you, beloved of God, but I'm just trying to prepare our hearts. Because as we keep praying for long life and prosperity, the world is also winding towards an end. And there's going to be great persecution that will be coming for the Christians because Satan will be thrown down into the earth and he will be know, he knows that he has a short time. So he will be angered. So let's just get ourselves ready to face persecution. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I have this song. This song came to me three, three days or there about ago and I just rushed to my phone to record it down. Listen and be blessed. You can even join me with it. Thank you, Jesus. When my, when my walk is done, I want to go to heaven. I'm not waiting, I want to go to heaven, to heaven. My happy home, when I'm finished, I want to go to heaven. Don't cry for me, because I'm going to heaven. To heaven, to heaven, when I'm finished, I want to go to heaven. Don't cry for me, because I'm going to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Beloved of God, it's been another wonderful episode in the presence of God. We thank you. appreciate you. See you again tomorrow. I do love you, but Jesus loves you more. Take care of yourselves. Happy weekend. Bye-bye.